Welcome to this week's Happiness by Choice interview, where we interview experts from around the planet on the topic Happiness by Choice. Hey, welcome with me, Nassim Kwaraishi Larsen. She is the CEO of Digital Story Masters and has a vast experience as a management consultant in the corporate world, working with the world's largest leading brands like IBM and AstraZeneca. In their transformations, the last 10 years, she has been working with startups, entrepreneurs, and those on a digital transformation journey in their own marketing. She has written and published books, produced films, and is also a professional photographer. She is passionate about storytelling, and all the artistic methods tell the story, include the music, visuals, rhetorics, and creative writing, so that people can feel the message. Okay. Hi, Nassim. Great to take time for me and talk about happiness today, happiness by choice. So tell me a little bit about you and what you're doing for yourself and with your life. Well, I think I have a kind of ever-changing life. <laughs> and uh, I think that's one of the things that makes me happy, actually. Um, I'm a kind of curious person. And so I love to experience new things. I love to meet new people. And, and uh, that gives me a feeling of being young, I think, also. Uh, that you don't have to be stuck in you know, choices that you made 100 years ago and when things were different. And so there's always the opportunity to make another choice and to you know, discover a new passion. Yes. Um, and that's what I've done right now. I have a new passion. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm right now. Sorry? Tell me about it. What, yeah. what is your passion? Well, of course, usually even when you have a new passion, it's, it's about something which you have at the core of yourself. Uh, yeah, so it's something that you're bringing out that you've always kind of loved, but it's, it's an expression of it. Yes. Uh, you know, a new expression. And sometimes, you know, new technology can, you know, help you express something which you expressed in a different way 50 years ago, you know. True. Uh, so my new passion is, is photography and portrait photography. Ooh. And, you know, I love now to take pictures of people. And, you know, the technology today has enabled, you know, people to take such beautiful shots with you know pretty simple cameras even of course you can even take them with a with a uh, smartphone but yeah. you know i have a, of course a better camera because i've been doing film also which was my passion i started with 10 years ago and mm -hmm. uh, now it's been been a while so it was like i i wanted something new and fresh mm -hmm. and uh, you know so then i felt well i want to focus on you know like making it perfect picture <laughs> the perfect shot <laughs> and uh, when you're making film, there's so much to take you know, into account. It's sound, it's visuals, it's yeah. content, it's stories, it's like everything. Yeah. Uh, but I've always been a visual person. And so now I've also you know, improved myself in you know, certain tools like editing. Mm -hmm. And so I've discovered, you know, like when I'm editing, you can use brushes. So <laughs> I use Lightroom, for example, and there are brushes in there. And then, you know, you can change the things that you don't like about a photo. So, mm -hmm. oh, that part is a bit overexposed, you know. I, you know, I just want to get rid of that part, not the whole picture, you know. So then you just take the brush and, you know, you can. <laughs> so, and I, I get this sense of flow when I'm doing it. You know, I could do it for hours and hours. Yeah. 
And the same thing with, with, with photography. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a bit of a problem with a foot, you know, so I was a bit worried that, you know, I had a heel problem. Like maybe I can't do it, you know, because you have to stand on your feet and, you know, I had some problems with my neck. And I think that's due to sitting too much in front of the computer. Yes, yes. But, you know, when you're photographing, you have to stand with your hands like this. But, you know, when I'm photographing, I have flow. The yeah, time, so. gets, it just passes and I don't feel hunger. I don't feel thirst. I don't feel my body at all. Yeah. I'm just there, you know. Right. So I was out with a you know, model and she was, uh, she's, all this, she's an actress. So she's, she's also in the flow, you know. So we were doing a, you know, a sunset shot. So we also knew, we, you know, we don't have that much time. Yes, but yes, we started, yes. we were kind of using the light in different ways. And we were, you know, so and there, a cat arrived on the scene. And then we used the cat as a prop kind of and you know so and there were mosquitoes and we were still like i'm just gonna be disciplined let him eat me i don't care you know now i have to be still <laughs> so, and you know we had so much fun mm-hmm. and you know we didn't have a break for five hours not wow. one minute <laughs> and if the sun hadn't set we'd still probably be at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> great so there's so many amazing little hints and details on how to be more happy. I mean, I can feel how, how it fulfills you, how it drives you and gives you energy. And that's exactly that, right? When you follow your passion, your heart, when you do something you really love, it will feed you energy. It will make you happy on its own. It will let you forget everything else around you and brings you into the moment, into the now, into doing what you love. Yeah, it, it, that flow feeling. And then I remember like when I was a child, I used to draw for hours. Yeah. And I was in love with colors. So, you know, I, I, I still remember the best present ever I got. It was a big box of you know, oil crayons. Yeah. And they were like all colors. And I was like, oh, my God. And then That's I found cool. a favorite crayon. I still remember the moment. It was like, this blue color is the most beautiful color I've ever seen. You know, so right. I was like. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so now I play with colors, like in the photographs and, you know, like yeah. improving the, you know, and then tweaking it. And it's like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. It's amazing, you know. And I, yeah, yeah. now I'm actually, uh, I found also I was going through, my husband's um, mom is going to be 85. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking, you know, what about, you know, present? And then uh, she just moved from her, you know, house where she lived with her husband, she's the widow now. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's a beautiful little village and I took it, taken some nice shots from there. So mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe we should make her a little, you know, album with shots from this place. But then mm-hmm. I was feeling like this will probably make her a bit sad because she's just left and it's not, you know, but when I was looking through the photos, I found this beautiful photo of my husband with his brother mm-hmm. and, you know, they're from the North and they love to do like work with wood, you know, timber and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's very relaxing. My husband does it here too. And his brother, you know, they, they go out into the woods, they, you know, chop trees and wood and things like that. And the, you know, he's sitting on a heap of wood, just like mm-hmm. they did in the old days, you know, uh, and with boots and so on. And my husband is standing there and they look so happy. And so they're both looking at the camera and they look so young because they're happy. Yeah, you know, yeah. the pieces are like, and I'm like, oh, these are like the young brothers. And I'm like, God, mm-hmm. I'm going to make it. I'm going to uh, create, um, what do you call it? Uh, it's like a, pa- a, pa- 
teacher, you know, to blow it up and, and make yeah, it yeah. into. So that's what she's getting for her birthday. And then yes. I, I would love that if I was, you know, this age, that this is what right. I did. I made these two children and look at them, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. happy faces they have. So then instead of feeling nostalgic about the old village, which is not part of anymore, it's like, yeah, but you've got your sons. And look at them, even though they've grown up, they're the same, you know, you still have them. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, mm. Yeah. So that's what I think is fun also about portrait mm-hmm. photos, that it makes people happy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to look at, you know, their loved ones. And, and the, so I love that part, you know. So even though I was doing more commercial stuff also, mm-hmm. uh, now I've been part of this site where they do family phot- photography and so mm-hmm. on. And I've realized also, you know, how much it matters to people. Like suddenly That's, these people yes. are gone. And yeah. uh, you know that too, you know, how it feels. And there is something to remember them by. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, that's yeah, it's, yeah, and so if they're good shots and, you know, enjoyable to look at, almost like, oh, it's like they're still here, you know, it can feel good. Mm-hmm. True. Mm. Yeah, that's great. So... Well, photography, following your passion, do something you really love that will bring you into a state of flow and you can make other people happy with that as well, right? So it's not only you. When you do what you love, usually you can do this to help other people excel their lives, feel better about themselves, get the problem out of the way, have something to memorize their their own journey, their own history, their own family. So yeah, that's, that's powerful and beautiful stuff. And Happiness isn't always in the external things, not always in the things we do, but it's a lot also to do with what we choose for us and how we decide to live our lives, right? So what, is, what are some of your daily choices that you make that you know they make you more happy? Well, first of all, I realized that I have to be allowed to make a choice every day, which is from a happiness perspective. Mm-hmm. So, because there is so much duty in the world, yes, there's so much that you have, to, you feel you have to do or you should do, and you know, mm-hmm. I should be in the garden weeding, I should be, you know, fixing my bookkeeping, which all it seems to get at the bottom of the list. It's not what makes me happy, but <laughs> but you know, things, things like that, you know. So, um, but then I realized, you know, there's the day is rather long, and yes. if if I don't put something in, which is one of those things that gives me energy and makes me happy, mm-hmm. it's going to make me depressed. You know, if I do mm-hmm. five days of just things that I should be doing, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, it's, it's not happy life. That's true. Yes. So I, I actually decided when I left my job because I, you know, I left a corporate career and at that time I was feeling that I was working way too much Mm -hmm. and there was way too much demand on me, on my mind in my free time too. Uh, So, but I've always been good also at at (laughs) using my children. I was going to say that it's not using them, but I always prioritized my children. So I always, you know, uh, did a lot of things with them, you know, like after work and I refused actually to take my computer, open my computer at home. Yeah. Even so, I was pretty disciplined when my children were small. Unfortunately, that's been bad because when they grew up, I didn't need to, you know, take care of them in the evening. I started working more in the evenings. Yeah. So, uh, so that was also a choice that I made. That I, that you know, and it did make me happy. I always, you know, I was so happy, you know, when I fetched them from daycare, and you know, we used to go around, and you know, it was like mindfulness exercises 
like my youngest daughter, we used to look for cats, for example. She liked cats. So, you know, we'd, we'd look for them and they were like everywhere. And then I would, you know, pet them and, you know. So. Yeah. So I never was impressed by people who had a career. I and mean, I remember one woman, she said, oh, yeah, you know, but I had a career. And then and I realized, oh, I haven't bought any food. And, you know, I stepped, step, stop at the petrol station and just get something. And then, you know, like, and then I sit and work in the evening. And, you know, I was like, God, that's a horrible life. Yeah. This is not worth it. But the funny thing is, I was successful in my mm -hmm. career, despite these choices. Mm -hmm. And I think that it also prevented me like from burnout, things like that, that a lot of yeah. other people suffered from. Mm -hmm. So yeah. another choice I made at that time too, and even at the time where it was at its worst, you know, when people, I had a you know, responsibility position, people were wanting mm -hmm. to talk to me all the time. Mm -hmm. And at that time I was training karate. Okay. Yeah, and that was something that made me happy and relaxed. And I did yeah. it also with the family. Yeah. So. So uh, my my um, I, I, we actually started with the children. When the children were small, also we actually we used to do judo with the children. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that was fun. That, that that was a great thing because it's a family thing also. So I also feel that staying in shape shouldn't be one of those musts. Like oh, I have to do it. I don't like it, but you know I have to do it and. And it's, you yeah. know, I wish I didn't have to, and it's taking time from other things I like. And so I always try to mix everything. So yeah. then I get yeah. more done. So mm -hmm. like training together with a family. So it, mm -hmm. was, it was really fun, you know, the, the judo, because we did the exercises like using the children as weights and, you know, <laughs> games, you know, crawling on the floor and, you know. <laughs> Um, and so, so they were doing like exercises on our backs and, you know, balance things. And so like yeah. it was, you know, really interactive and, and, you know, very nice family stuff cool. as well as getting training. Yeah. But then I did karate and then actually the children were older at that time. So uh, they both, we all started together, but my eldest was, she was riding at that time. And so she felt she didn't have time for that. The younger one stayed on for a while, but actually it turned out that me and my husband liked it the most. <laughs> so we used to train twice a week and yeah. on Friday, uh, Friday evenings we used to train. Mm -hmm. And I remember also like, I would make that choice that I don't care who wants to speak to me at this time. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember that at, it was at it, its peak, this horrible efficiency program, pro, program I was leading. And there was this manager. He was, you know, stressed and angry and, you know, like that. And, and I was like, I don't care. I shut my telephone off and I went away, you know, for two hours. And he was yeah. really mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I felt so good when I came back because yeah. it gave me a sense of distance towards this whole thing. Yeah. That, that's not my life. This is my life exactly. with my karate family and my husband. That's my life. Mm -hmm. That's just an angry guy on the phone. I don't exactly. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, to be, you have to be certainly disciplined and consequential, right? So you need to yeah. set your limits and boundaries and you just decide, hey, that's my time. And that's super important what you say that you can spend this time however you want to. If, if it gives you energy to um, or fulfills you to do it with your family, with your spouse, partner, husband, whoever, right? Do it with them together. Don't make it a lonely thing. 
But if you need mm. the same time just for you, right? If you want to have an hour a day where you just mm. for yourself, no matter how many kids flying around, yeah. or then take this time for you, right? And learn yeah. When the, when the children were younger, I used to actually do yoga. And that was yeah. also important for me. Then I went away alone and did it for like one and a half hours. And then that, that was also great, of course. Yeah. And so it's not like you have to do everything with the family, but I enjoy the family time. So, you know. And I think that's a, that's an important message. As long as you enjoy something, to do it in a certain way, then do it in this way, right? So don't try yeah. to shift it around to make it better or anything. It's not about having the most fulfilling time. It's about joy and, and being in the moment, like you said before, having this flow feeling happening also with the family together or alone, wherever you are. At. Yeah. And then just, just take this energy with you because it's not the big things that make us happy, really. It's the small adjustments yeah. that we make in our life. Yeah. And it's great now because, for example, I told you that my younger daughter, she has been living abroad for three years and she's just yes. coming home. And, yeah. and then she said to me, mom, you know, I'm going to take you away, you know, out for Mother's Day and let's do. And then she's thinking of things that we have been doing that are fun. So we've been going to this wonderful summer pool, you know, and she's like, let's go there and have a picnic, just you and me. And we used to do that when she was young and, you know, play all these games in the water. And I was like, yeah, she remembers, and now she wants to yeah. do it still, you know. It's like... <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. So family is super important. Also, the connection to other human beings is super important, especially in terms of happiness. If you want to have a happy life and you always live isolated and you disconnect yourself from everyone, well, yeah, odds are that you're not that happy uh, at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah. connections, um, your relations going, and... I know, I mean, uh, some people don't have a family, other people don't like the family, or they have always issues. So it's not about blood, it's not about born into somewhere, it's the choices you make also here. And if you yeah. have a hard time to find friends, then first look at yourself, right? How can you love yourself more? How can you take care mm. of yourself better? And when you yeah. start doing that and meaning it, then more people will come into your life that actually fulfill it and that you would yeah. like to spend more time with. So. Yeah. That's for but sure. there are so many there are so many ways because now you're yes. touching on a subject which happens to people like us who work a lot virtually uh, yes. that it becomes lonely and yes. particularly this you know when this was starting to automate things yes. so you know I did that and I got a you know really bad dip in my happiness because yes. I was connecting less with people mm -hmm. uh, and I realized suddenly you know I lost my motivation because I'm like if this is going to be my life, I'm going to be all alone at home. And if I talk to somebody, nobody's actually there. I'm just recording it. But yeah, yeah. I'm not actually talking to anybody. I'm not connecting to anybody. Mm -hmm. It's just a general thing for anybody. Because even in like when I have webinars, I'm very curious, interested about who is there. Yes. I, you know, I like to have a connection. And you know, yeah. like, awesome, what's your business? You know? And then I, the examples are about their business. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to connect with them. And in, in their world. Yes. And if there is nobody to connect with, my motivation, it's like really dipped to the bottom, you know. And, and I was feeling like, this is horrible. This is a horrible life. I don't know what this, you know. So I thought, I, and I have to do something different. So, mm -hmm. but then anyway, I was suggested by somebody that I know to actually uh, take a job uh, with autistic people because, I'm, you know, I'm kind of interested in that because we've had people with this issue in our family and we have some friends Mm -hmm. who uh, who uh, have a very autistic daughter. And so this person knew that I was interested in that. And uh, 
I also been worrying a bit about the, our friends that they they got children kind of late, and so the the daughter is quite young. But they are also, of course, worried. You know, what's going to happen to her when she grows up? She's not going to be able to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that for that reason also, I was really curious. You know, how how do they live? What happens? You know, later. You know, yes. so and and um, I and also there was another trigger. There was a um, uh, a a coach that I know that also she works also with this target group, and she also says that it's happening nest generating. So she's also like a life coach, and mm-hmm. she also. I knew that there was a place, there's a disco in Sweden, in Stockholm, where people with these functionality problems can go. So, you know, people in wheelchairs and, you know, retarded with Down syndrome, you know, autistic, that kind of target group. And they go there and they have disco every Friday. So, and so then I was looking, you know, I looked at the internet to see if there was any place. And then I found a place where they actually go to this disco. And, you know, I used to love discos when I was young, too. So that, and I was like, ah, can you get paid to go to disco? You know, so you go to a disco with that, that. That sounds really fun. So I decided to, to take that job. And it's, it's a place where the parents who have these handicapped children, of course, it's a very demanding life. Particularly, I didn't know that so many of them also have physical disabilities. Yeah. So they have, you know, they really need a lot of care, some of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so they have these like weekend homes or, you know, where they can, um, for a few days be by themselves, the parents and where they can go and, and, uh, and they have fun with friends. It's like a summer camp, you know, a bit like that. And then yeah. they go out on outings, you know, they go to movies with the staff then of course, and, you know, to yeah. shopping centers and, and to discos, you know, like mm-hmm. every other Friday they go. So I got to go with them and it was such fun. It was such unbelievable fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I also started realizing that people who have Downs, for example, they are so good at mindfulness. Yeah. Yes. They are so in, in the, the now yeah. all the time. Yeah. There is no and morning and tomorrow, yesterday. It's all, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, and, and they're very, like, um, uh, open and loving yeah. people. Yeah. That's and true. so... Yeah, so I've also been working extra at a, a group home, and these. So I've met some different categories. Some of them, of course, can't even speak. But mm-hmm. then it's like you also have to really use your ability to connect, mm-hmm. and it's you know, and it's it's kind of rewarding. You know, I you know was a girl. She's you know, well, like many of them, and you know, to create this connection with people who are like this, and then yeah. you know, after a while they to just get eye contact with yeah. somebody like that it's like wow or to get a hug from somebody who's very very close you know it's mm-hmm. like so i started saying like you know when i go to work i get love bombed <laughs> <laughs> sure. they, you know they beautiful. tell me that they love me and you know it's like and there's you should be here always and you know i was yeah. like oh my god this is wonderful <laughs> and yeah. they i also found that they're very artistic mm-hmm so, so the thing that is that they have, you know, like difficulty with structure or something like that, but it also makes them very creative. So like cooking together with, with people with these problems is fun because yeah. they will, 
they have no limits. Like you can't do this or you can't mix yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, what, what about this? Or what about that? And you can introduce new recipes and they are just happy about it, you know, so. Nice, so beautiful. So you said so many important things for happiness and I think you can learn a lot from autistic people. I, I completely agree also from people with Down syndrome and, and I think that's just a different evolutional step for humankind to be more open and you said it, be in the now, be in the present moment, forget all about the worries of the future because usually the worries are stories you're telling yourself, 90% of it isn't true anyway, so you worry for nothing. So be in the now and the past is gone, it's over, it's done, you can't change it anymore, so you can as well leave it be, right? Like what, mm. what it is and what it was and just... But I also think that when you're in a career and even when you're young and you have to study and you have to achieve all these things and you yeah. think that your value is about your achievements, you know, know what did I it's achieve? Really nice. What did I do? And how you know how successful am I? You know, and then, yeah. then so that's what I felt. It's like, but I have a value that I know how to give love, and they appreciate so much. Yes. So it was like, oh God! And even people working there, and how how do you get such contact with them so quickly? Because yeah. everybody started telling me their life story, and even people that have uh, had aggression problems with mm -hmm. me, nothing. I get hugs mm -hmm. from them too. So then I'm like, well. I feel proud of that. Yeah. I don't care what people think, if it's, it has a value to be able to connect with retarded people or not, but for me it does. Yes, so, yes. you know, and, and, you know, having a, you know, high flying career and, you know, is that more value? I, you know, or what's more value? I think the value, we make the value, right? So we can decide what's valuable for us or what not. So as long as you can really honestly say down, you have a happy life, you feel good like you are living, and you're not lying to yourself or others, then, well, that's the value you go for, right? And if some people can't understand it, they, I think they're based, again, too much on the outside world, on uh, label other people, judge other people to not deal with what's going on in their own life. That's usually mm -hmm. when we try to distract us from what's going on with us is when we point to someone else and say, man, what, what this uh, woman or man is doing, I could never do this. I can't even understand how she can do this. It can't be good. It can't be happy. But you, you're projecting, right? So basically, okay. um, you're not honest with yourself in that moment. Mm. But if you say, hey, a career is what makes me happy. I don't want a family. I don't want someone around me. I want to work. And my work is my family. And it makes me, fulfills me. It makes me happy. That's what I want to do. I will never stop. I had a teacher like that. Um, he mm. was still working until he was 93 or something. They had to mm. force him out. Mm. So that was his life. He loved to be around young children and he, he wanted to go back there. They were all between six and or seven and 14. So he, he guided the, the mm. whole way, right? From, from preschool to mm. school to, to college. Mm. He was always there in these, these classes everywhere. And that was yeah. his life, and it makes him happy. He didn't have own kids. He didn't have an own family. Yeah. That was his no, life, it's right? No, not, it's not a happiness-generating thing for everybody to have kids even. For some exactly. people, they work. So, yeah. uh, but I also thought about now that, you know, my, my daughter went to an English school here in, yeah. in Stockholm, and it was, a, it was actually quite new. And yeah. uh, the headmistress was actually from South Africa. But she okay. was this type of person. She never got any yeah. children. Yeah. And, and she said, these, these are my children, yes. the school, you know, they this is my family, these are my children. Yeah. Uh, and she seemed to also be very happy about it. And it was a very happy school. And, you know, the, you know, the staff were very happy. The children were very happy. Mm -hmm. And it was, of course, a lot due to the leadership. Yes, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's right. So that comes, again, back to your passion, right? If you do what you're passionate about, what your heart tells you to do, 
then it can only turn out good because you get this energy, you get this flow, you get this motivation every day. You go to bed with so much energy that you need to calm down, right? You, you're honestly, you need to like watch uh, a boring uh, documentation or uh, start reading a book or anything to, to dampen your energy that you can go sleep. And that after a long day of work, and that happens to you every time when you really follow your passion, when you go into your, your higher purpose mm. for your life, right? And when you're there, then you infect people with that. And that's the powerful mm. thing about choosing what you love to do and follow your heart is that yeah. you can connect to something that's infectious. You will be yeah. feeling more motivated, more powerful, more in flow. And I think also for you, when you work with uh, these young people uh, who have a disability of some sort, mm. right, or who are different, I wouldn't even call it disability, they're just different. So mm. young people with, um, with challenges, right? they pick up on your vibe of how connected you are, how you love to connect, how you, how you love to be in this moment, to learn, to be open, to be curious, to listen to them, right? So a lot of people, they listen, but they don't use their ears. They, they just use, well, they hear the words, but they don't hear the words really. Mm, mm. In the moment when you mourn the now, when you really spent your time and you were curious about someone, they will appreciate it. And usually you don't need to be retarded or anything to appreciate that someone pays attention to you. But I believe that those people have a higher appreciation of someone who really is there for them and means it, who want to be there for them. And that's mm. why they open up so fast to you. That's, that's my mm. guess, right? I could be wrong, but yeah. that feels mm. like that. And but there was something else that I did, of course, because I have this passion of filming and photographing. So yeah. I started actually filming them and I made like a road movie right. to disco and they were like wow they loved it you know and i could also see that a lot of them had a talent for dancing so even you know like this girl who was also like this sitting sitting you know like very shut off she -hmm. could dance Mm -hmm. and it was also she became like a different person when she was dancing and you know other people would come and ask her to dance it was like wow you know so uh, so of course, seeing themselves in that way also, you know, was fun for them. And yeah. and then I started saying, okay, let's take some idle shots, you know. So I started, you know, doing portrait shots with my mobile, and they would yeah, pose, yeah. you know. And then I started seeing that, you know, also I could make them look really beautiful. You know, like even this guy sitting in his wheelchair like this. If you just yeah, take yeah. the right angle, he was like. Oh, he looks like Clark Gable, this guy. He's really handsome, you know. So, <laughs> and, and then I started to feel also that, you know, that even as, as a thought, you know, like people have these preconceived ideas about what is beauty, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when I started, you know, interacting with these dance people, I started thinking, oh, they're such beautiful people. I mm-hmm. also started perceiving them as looking very beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, oh, she's so cute. Look at her, you know. It's like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, yeah. I think that's, that's a great ability you have there. And uh, even if you don't have this ability by nature, you can train this in to see the best in people, to see the good sides in people, to see the beauty in people. And yeah. when you start doing this, it makes like, life easier, right? So we all know there's the dark, the bad things, the, the not nice things happening. That's just part of life, right? Life happens yeah. to all of us. We just had yeah. a uh, we talked before uh, about that. And that's a fact. That's, that's nature. But you have the choice, right? To see what's going wrong and to see what's not good, to see what's missing, uh, right? Yeah. Like, like, oh, my God, my, my child has a special disability. and mm. We are so punished. Or to see the beauty in it, to see the mm. nice, the good in it, and, and say, hey, my, my, my child has so much love and so much 
um, creativity and, and so much joy she brings to the world, or he, yeah. or whatever is going on, right? So we have always this choice to choose between what's not good or what's nice and what we love about it. And that, that's the, the whole power. And you have a yeah. great ability to dial into what's great, what's right in front of you. And you don't yeah. look further. That's, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But then, then of course, I'm not, uh, I'm not unaware of people's pain, of course. And, sure. you know, even, of course, I know that people with the Downs also, that they also experience some painful situations where they get bullied and things yes. like that, you know, because they are different, because they are different and, yeah. and sometimes don't understand the social, you know, Structures. games that people play and things like that. So, yeah. so, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm like, Oh, everything is fine. And I'm so happy. You know, it's, it, that's <laughs> not real happiness. I think either. No. That's not true. But, that's true. But I think also that you need to be able, I think that's something that I also trained a lot uh, I, I'm, you know, an organization consultant. So yep. um, I'm used to actually going into situations where people actually are feeling pain, like in conflicts or yep. reorganizations, you know, things have gone wrong and they don't know why. And, you know, mm -hmm. the you know, guilt and blame and things like that running, you know, in the air. So, uh, and of course, sometimes that even in work life, people are experiencing very difficult situations. They have heart mm -hmm. problems. They have divorces. They have, you know, all sorts of things. They get cancer, you know. So even in work, people used to tell me these things about themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then you need to be able to absorb it. Is what they call. You know, it's like you're not supposed to be become unhappy with them. Like exactly. Oh my God, that's terrible. I feel like dying myself now. I never knew life could be so hard. You know, yeah. or or the opposite that that. Uh, you're like, oh, chirpy, like, no, no, that's going to be okay. You're going to be well, you know, because I remember that actually when my, my mother got cancer and she actually died from it. And that was kind of tough. But I also saw that some people couldn't absorb it. It's like, oh, she'll be fine. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't look like it actually. You know? So, and that, then I remember one of my friends, she's also a nurse. So she comes from this sector and her mother also died of cancer. Mm -hmm. And I remember when she said to me, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound good. And she just said it like that. And it felt so good for me that somebody would accept that this is the pain we're going through in my family right now. Yeah. And it's not going to be okay. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So if you would have anything else to say, any tips to share, what would you tell the people who are listening in to, to generate more happiness in their own lives? Well, I think, <laughs> funny enough, but I think it's, it is also about permitting yourself to be happy and to yeah. prioritize that, that yeah. it doesn't have to lead anywhere. So it just, it's okay for the day. Yes. So when I stopped working in IBM, I was free for a while. And then I had this, I also saw that some people who stop working, they're not happy at all, in fact. Yeah. And, and they just look for jobs and then they feel sad because I didn't get it. And I don't even know if I want this job and everything is about that. Yeah, yeah. And I decided to give myself a year of happiness. Mm -hmm. And then I said also, like, every day, that, is, that was my mantra, every day that's a good day is a good day, because then I have a happy life. If today is happy, and then I do the same thing tomorrow, and then I do the same thing after tomorrow, that's a happy life. Yes. Does it matter if I became rich or, you know, if these risks turned out to, you know, or not? It doesn't matter because I was happy today. Yeah. And, and uh, so, but then to be happy, as you say, you have to choose. So 
like I was networking quite a lot and you know I was at that time I, I took these classes in in script writing and I was going to Toastmasters and mm -hmm. I was like sometimes I made choices that I thought this could be good for me for the future yes. but I also I looked at every event or idea that I had from the perspective would this be good for my future yeah that's a good point of course Mm -hmm. But the second thing was, will I enjoy it? Yes. And then, and then I was like, if it's good for the future and I will enjoy it, then of course it's a yes, no doubt yeah. about it. You know. Yeah. So, but if it's good for the future, but I know I won't enjoy it, should I still do it? Yeah. Or what is I the game? Right. It, it's not going to do anything for my future. Am I still yeah. allowed to do it? Yeah. And so I started choosing, of course, it's good if it's good for both the future and today, but there are a lot of choices you don't know, for example. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you end up doing these things that you thought would be good for the future, you didn't enjoy it, and that's mm -hmm. life-destroying. If you yes. make a lot of choices like that, you don't even end up anywhere, but you destroy your day because you did something mm -hmm. you didn't like. You try to learn something that goes against your nature or something like that, you know, yeah. or met yeah. with somebody that you knew it wouldn't feel good, but maybe they all become a client or something. Yeah. Or yeah. they might even become a client and then torment you. So, because, yes. and you knew that. So, you know, it's yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, you, so, you know it before, right? You know, even before they sign in, I shouldn't say yes to this person. And then you go into this, this, this lack of things. You think you need to have them and bought because then you earn a little more and then you feel better and at the end of the day you shouldn't have, you should have said no to this person because you save a lot of more time money and energy if you say no to someone that you got and your heart and your mind is telling you no, 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 no. that's not yeah. the right way to go <laughs> exactly so so of course you know like i i also had a mantra that i started saying to myself my clients are also my friends yeah, because you know it—it it should be that feeling, and you know also if I make film, I wanted it to be happy productions, yes. not you know even in the drama sector, it should be happy. I don't yeah. care, you know the good thing if the you know the film becomes a bestseller. Actually, my first film did become a bestseller mm -hmm. <laughs> in right. Swedish schools, and but my still I I my idea was that it should be a happy production, and it was you know I did it with my children in my home and you know things like that. Yeah, and, yeah. But then I was like, doesn't matter if nobody buys it or yes. nobody looks at it. If we just had fun, it was okay. Mm -hmm. Now it ended up all of it. And I feel that a lot of the time when you're thinking this might be good for the future, but I don't really like it, it doesn't even turn out. It doesn't even turn out to be good for the future. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the things you do, I'm just doing it because I like it. That turns out. To be the to best be thing you would ever do, and do, right? Yeah, you start earning money by it, just yes. like a film. It wasn't even my plan to be a filmer, but I liked <laughs> it, and then people started paying me for it. So, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's exactly that. I think that's a great insight there when you when you listen into it carefully. Let go of the expectations, right? See yeah. that this might be something good for my future. I, I can see how that can turn out. I will enjoy yeah. doing it. Do it, right? But don't yeah. keep this expectation of this will be good. When I do this, I will be uh, rich. Uh, then I will be discovered and become the next superstar, right? Uh, yeah. Um, but it's the same thing. All these expectations. Yeah. It's draining. I think it should be good, but it should also be happiness generating while you're yes. doing it. You're happy. Yeah. I, I want to have fun while I'm training. You know, I don't yeah. do training methods, which I don't like. I don't like running, for example. Yeah, I've exactly. tried it a couple of times and people say, oh, it's so good. And I say, no, I don't like it. 
Yeah, well, I like to have fun working out and not be so in pain after that I almost can't move anymore, right? It can be challenging, it can be pushing, but it shouldn't over push the whole thing. It doesn't, it doesn't enjoy the process later. So then yeah. you always suspect of enjoying what you're doing in it. I agree. And that helps yeah. you generate more happiness. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it. In, okay. in everything, actually. So right. I, I think that it, that it should be <laughs> uh, something that's in your mind. And I think too few people have it in their mind, even, that you're allowed to choose happiness. Like you, That's why I like your, uh, you know, the little things that you've been having on Facebook about yes. how you actually can decide on an everyday basis to do something which makes you happy. Just keep it in your mind. Exactly. This should be happy day. What am I going to do to make myself happy today? And it doesn't have to be huge things. Like my husband enjoys making bread. <laughs> yeah. So he bakes bread a lot, you know, and he, he's really make, he, it makes him happy. And he's getting better and better at it. And, you know, he's doing his sourdough stuff. And, you know, he's so happy when he's, you know, looking at it. Oh, look at the way it's swelled, you know. Look at yeah. it. Now it became even better. <laughs> so, and I think that we humans, we have this uh, also need of feeling accomplishment everybody yes. does that you know yes. even the retarded people so that i also yes. saw that that's one way of making people feel happy to help them to accomplish things and yes. to accomplish it more than they have before everybody feels good about that absolutely uh, so it doesn't matter what it is it's just like i'm moving forward it's getting better I can make good bread. Now I can make even better bread. <laughs> yes, that's accomplishment. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah, when you improve somewhere and you use what you love, then you get better at it. And that's bringing accomplishment. So it's, it's a self-serving circle there, actually. And that makes you happy. And yeah, and I like to cook. So that also makes me happy. So that's yeah. also a choice that I make. That I'm, you know, we make a lot of food you know, from you know, not use ready-made stuff that we put into the micro, but you know, really getting the everything from the, you know, the ground, you know, so, so even, uh, even like cooking my own beans and, you know, putting them in water. So it takes planning also, of course, yeah. but there's something in this process also, which makes me, look, I, I, all these beans that I made, you know, it's a huge thing. And I put them in the freezer and then when I take them out, I'm like, oh, I made these, you know, it's much more fun than just opening a tin. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yes. And of course, that's why people like to grow their own strawberries, and, and the, which we'd like to do in Sweden, for example. Mm -hmm, exactly. It's like they taste better if they come from your own garden. Absolutely. So, Everything tastes better homemade. <laughs> yeah, and we also used to, you know, in spring, now they don't do it so much, but we have, we make, um, I mean, they grow strawberries here in this area. So then you can also go there and pick your own strawberries. So nice. it's a little bit cheaper than, than buying them. Go to the grocery store, yeah. Not much. But the thing is, it's fun to go and yes. pick them. Yeah. And the okay. most fun thing is to eat them while you're picking them. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I can, I can imagine that, yes. So, so that's that, like that's, the child in you. So, oh, I'm picking yes. my, my own strawberries. Oh, that's, like. that's a perfect input there. I mean, look, if you enjoy the process, and, and you definitely should enjoy the process. If you don't enjoy the process, you're doing something wrong. Or you do something you shouldn't be doing. So yeah. see if you enjoy the process of something, whatever it is you're doing. And if you enjoy it while you're doing it and whatever is created or create whatever you are creating in that moment, and great. Yeah. And then connect to your inner child. I love that. And let the inner child play. Be curious. Be excited about something. See the world through the eyes of your inner child because then everything is new and fantastic and glowing and shining. And, and that makes everything a little bit more, I would say, joyful for your life. Yeah. 
So yeah. that's, that's a great take. Okay. Um, well, do you have anything um, for the end of this call to, to add? Do you want to give any insights, secrets, tips that you still want to share? Yes, I think that um, also, I think it's uh, to know what to choose to make you happy is a lot of it. And you've been into that too. It's not like, like for example, copying what makes me happy. It's exactly. actually really go back to yourself and think, you know, what have I always enjoyed mm -hmm. since I was a child, you know, for mm -hmm. example, what kind of things did I do, which I really liked? So that's why, for example, I know that I like dancing. I've done it my whole life, you know. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, there was a, a, a time when I was middle-aged and I was, well, I'm still kind of middle-aged, but, uh, and But I was feeling that, you know, the children had been small for a long time and I had, you know, forgotten about myself. And yeah. I was like, everything is just duty, duty, duty. I don't even remember what I thought was fun. And then I started, that's when I started going back to my childhood yeah. and thinking, what did I used to like mm -hmm. when I was a child, you know? So, and then I came up with this, but I always loved dancing. And then I actually, and then I thought my mother used to say, you should do belly dancing. I've never done belly dancing before, but I like to try new things. So then I, and I called a friend and said, should we do belly dancing? And she said, yeah, sure. And then, you know, that was my new passion for a while. Yes. And uh, so, and then, and then I even had belly dancing classes with my daughter and her, and her friends because I love being with children. So that gave me energy. Yes. But at, at that time when I was feeling, you know, drained, It's mm -hmm. difficult to remember what you like. Yes. It's like yes. you are totally, you haven't, been, you haven't been looking inward for so long mm -hmm. that you forget. Mm -hmm. So, but I feel also like now when I'm doing photo, for example, I remember, I actually painted portraits of people when I was young. I used to I paint them. So yeah. it's like, oh, it's, it's what I've always loved. I like to look at people. I like clothes. I, so I give people, you know, clothes, what to wear in the photos. And I like, Oh, and I'm a stylist. And somebody asked me, do you do makeup also? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> When I was young, I wanted to be a makeup artist. So it's like, oh, I was like, yeah, that, I have a passion for that too, you know. So, mm -hmm. so it's to remember who are you really. And, you know, when you chose, when you were a child, you're not thinking, so I'm going to make a career out of this. So, no. you know, I, I was sitting and drawing. I just loved it. I didn't think, oh, I'm going to be a painter and I have to be a famous painter. I used to do stories also. I used to tell stories a lot when I was young. I just did it. I mean, because I enjoyed it and my friends enjoyed it. So now I do it for a living, but I never thought, you know, like, oh, I'm that would be stories. your career. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be a famous author. No, I'm not motivated by that. I, do, I enjoy writing. But mm -hmm. so I think that sometimes also when you put too much demand on it, Yeah. It doesn't become mm -hmm. happiness generated. Exactly. So I decided to write a book. And I, when I did it, I was immensely happy because I yeah. didn't have any requirements on myself that it should be a bestseller. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Or that anybody would say, oh my God, she's a wonderful author. And you know, the critics would cry out in joy. I never had that idea. And then I see that I think that the people who do write and don't feel happy, they have all these inner demands which stops them from doing what they enjoy. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for all your tips and insights. It was really inspiring to talk with you and just see how full of energy you are and how, it, how hopefully also the people who see this and listen in, they will feel um, also your authenticity and how you really live what you're saying. And 
that alone should give people an idea what they can try for themselves. So follow that passion. You know, one one more tip actually that I have because some of my best ideas I get when I'm meditating. Oh yeah, that's that's a great tip. So So meditation is easy actually, right? You just need to lean back, sit quiet, and just focus inwards for a moment. And then sometimes your thoughts start, you know, passing in your brain, going back and forth. So one of the ideas that I had, which I was executing on yesterday, was that I started training my niece to be a photographer and filmer. Because suddenly I was thinking, we were having a dinner, and it turns out she had the same childhood interests as me. Cool. And then I was like, okay. And then at that time, I was feeling too lonely also. I was doing these, you know, videos, and I was like, I'm so alone. I don't want to do it all alone. Then I'm like, but if I do it with her, that will be great. She can be in my videos, and then I can teach her. And that's how it started. Great. Let's see. So we have a lot of fun. And now she asked me to, to come and shoot her with her horse. And it's, mm-hmm. that's the same kind of thing. I never was going to start doing horse shots. And she's, then she started talking about somebody who's working for a magazine taking horse shots. And I'm like, yeah, well, maybe that's fun. You never know. But it doesn't matter to me if I'm going to be a horse photographer. I might only do it once. But yes. I know it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you go ahead for that. That's, that's yeah. great. Okay. Well, Nassim, thank you so much that you took your time today and uh, sharing your insights. Uh, I love to have you on the show and I wish you a great day. Yeah, I love to hear you are also your videos and your, your talks. And I think that with very little time, you are very inspiring. So that's something that I think is worth it also, I should say, to people to follow <laughs> Stefan. That, that it's really, um, it says with very little time, you can get this feeling. Just don't forget now today's happiness stuff that exactly. you need to do for yourself. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. bye. That's it for this week. Happy you have been here. I hope you got some amazing input from this interview. And be here again next week to another interview for Happiness by Choice. The Happiness by Choice series is brought to you by Digital Life Enhancement. Stefan Loga, the world's first digital life enhancement expert. And I'm happy to hear you next week again. Bye.